Toronto, proud to announce from Zurich, Men's League, Switzerland, from U.S. program, Austin Matthews. Americans have gone first overall before, but this is the first player that was raised in the Sun Belt. Well, and that's what's interesting. Oh, the man. There we go. Back. You ready? You locked and loaded? Locked and loaded. Let's go. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode, a little Sunday edition of the show. Today, we have a very special guest. He needs no introduction whatsoever. The Brock legend, the Brock icon, you know. Spiva's very own Mr. Will Ward. Welcome back. How you feeling? Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Can can you hear me first of all? Because I was having difficulties. Will, you're loud and clear, baby. Okay, that's that's good. That's good. What's what's going on, guys? Uh I've been on this show multiple, multiple times. Uh uh, <clears throat> uh good 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 friend good friends with this guy. Can can be a bit of a joker on air, but uh It'll be an electric episode, so uh, let's see where this takes us. <laughs> All right. Um, you know, what we were talking about before the show, um, you know, uh, we were just talking a little bit of golf, list of that. So let's recap our great round last week at uh, Chinook, uh, Badeau, and, uh, in Hamilton, Ontario. <laughs> let's give our fans a little recap. Uh, for those of you who uh, don't know or sure probably saw the pictures, uh, the boys from Speedo, myself, Curtis Fisher, Willie, and Curtis's friend Mark uh, went for a nice round of 18 in Hamilton. Uh, played absolutely the worst round I could have possibly played in Hamilton. Uh, buddy, you sh- buddy, you shot close to 120. <laughs> that's brutal. That's brutal. Tough one. Tough one. Couldn't do anything I... right. Um, of course, Cur- Curtis has to pick the course that doesn't water their grass or their greens. Um, but Mr. Will Lord had himself a great day. I believe you shot 93, 94, if I'm not mistaken. Give or, t- give, or, give, or, give or take, yeah. I mean, you know what? Like, my short game was what saved me that saved me, saved me me that round. Like, even my bunker shots. I don't usually play that well uh, out, of the, out of the bunker, but um, the uh, but the but my shots, um, I was able to execute it. Um, I got a couple lucky ba- I got a couple lucky bounces, so I can thank the golf gods for that one. And, you know... I mean, my driving game wasn't the wasn't 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 the best, but you know, there's always at least one area of your golf game that's uh, that that that's struggle that's struggling every round. But you know what? I'll take I'll I'll take I'll take that score. Hopefully, I can get it lower. But I mean, it's it's I've only shot under a hundred a couple a couple times. So you know, um, big accomplishment for me. I mean, obviously, a couple uh, I know a couple people who shoot like low seventies, high. High high eighties. So I mean, the goal is to try and get to, to try and get uh, down to that score. But I mean, uh, you start somewhere. So uh, great round. No, no, most definitely. Um, uh, after that round, you know, had time to think about it. Um, wow. Um, some was people. I don't know. If I'm the only one that's kind of been put into perspective because of this. But you know, summer's kind of coming to a close, and I hate to be the guy to rain on the parade, but. In perspective, right now, we're sitting at July 19th. There's only a week, 
a week or so left in July, and then we got four weeks in August, and then we're back at school. Um, so the question is, Will Lord, uh, will you be playing in the Steeler invitation or if all things go to plan? If uh, if 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 the guy if the guys decide to you know create their own personal golf journey, then then I, then I'm in. I haven't played the Brock course, but uh, you know, uh, I'll de- we'll definitely we'll definitely we'll definitely bring the clubs, see how it, see where it goes, and uh, yeah, if it happens, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, what are you most excited about that day? Whether uh, to see if I can uh, shoot under 120 or the banter between the boys to see if you can actually hit the golf ball for starters. Wow. wow. <laughs> Uh, like, nah, come on, come on. Five, five, even with me on hole, on hole twelve. That's a lot. That's saying a lot, Will. Come on, buddy, buddy. Nah, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just playing around. I mean, like, you know, if it, ha- if it hap- if it happens, sure. Uh, just, just make, just make sure everyone, you know, uh, stay, uh, stay, stay safe. Takes the, uh, make sure that they've got uh, some hand sanitizer on. on 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 them to you know stay stay healthy and stuff and stuff like that but if it happens uh, you know i'll be looking forward to it oh no i'd be excited just to even get out there with the boys get 18 up you know catch up you know a lot of us haven't seen each other you know a lot of us haven't had yeah. uh, the luck or the chances to you know meet up and and if we have it's been on very rare occasions but uh no I completely agree with you um you know, we were kind of talking as well uh, a little bit before, before the show. Um, you had some stories you wanted to go over, and uh, I'd love to hear them. You know, we are talking a little bit about baseball and how the season's kind of coming together now. Um, NFL still working stuff out. Um, NHL's training camp in full swing. Um, Willie, pick pick your poison. Let's start. All right. Yeah. So let's let's start with some uh, with some lighthearted with some lighthearted stuff, right? Um, so. This is this is this is starts off with a ho- with a hockey story because hockey's my number one sport. Uh, back in uh, my midget junior year, which is just about four years ago now, it blows my mind. I tell you, um, and uh, and you know a little background on the on this on this team. I like I played. I've like there was I, I knew two guys, two or three guys on the team that I played with multiple multiple times, but the rest I didn't know. And you know. As the season went on, you know we had an average record uh, statistics wise, but the but the stories that we had and you know the uh, the experience the experiences that we shared over regular season and and put and playoffs formed a very tight bond that you know the team group chat is still intact and we still uh, we still managed to have at least one or two full team get togethers. That's like 14 or 15 people every single year. This has been going on for the past three years. I can't explain it. Uh, it's extremely rare amongst minor hockey teams, but it's something that is, you know, just, I'm, it's, 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 um, it's, um, it's, um, it's unbelievable. Like I can't really put it in, into, into, into the words. Like those guys are like a, sort of like a second family to me. So anyway, back. So, so we're in this tournament in Ottawa, right? And this is like our third game, third game of the tourney, and we got to win to stay alive. So we play this team from Smith's Falls, and I swear to God, these guys coming in, they're looking like a bunch of offensive linemen. And with and with the numbers to 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 boot, they have these like duster numbers, like 49, 57, 64, 40, 40, 46, all all that stuff. And we realized, okay, they can hit, but they can't skate. So naturally, it's five nothing after two periods. 
Oh, how many did you talk? Um, I ha- I I, th- I think I had like an, an assist or two that game, but I but I but I can't remember. But anyway, third period, right? Uh, one of our defensemen gets the puck on the half wall, and he passes, and he gets crushed by this guy who's like six two uh, from behind. Penalty called. Uh, penalty called for sure. But uh, uh, but off comes our one of our players coming in. Uh, he's six five. 240. Oh, no, Lord. no fear. Goes in, boom, hits the guy, hits the guy, hits the guy right, hits the guy right, right, right into the boards in a scrum and a, and a, and a, and a scrum ensues. It was a heavy hit, too, right? So the guy who hit our player, he got so he, I think he got like a double minor, but, uh, but this is what my teammate who hit him was telling me. So he's telling me the ref's breaking him up. And and the guy's last name is Kish. Okay, so he's like Kish, Kish, sell down, sell down, buddy. Okay, listen, listen, man, listen. Okay, here, 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 here's the thing. I know, I know it's your job to protect some guys. I know it's, I know it's your job to, you know, lay down the law, protect the team. So just simmer it down the entire the entire game. I'm not going to give you a penalty. You did your job here, but just simmer down, simmer down. Uh, don't throw as many hits, and I won't call a penalty on you. Out, okay? And he skates off. We're telling, and he's, and we're, and he's telling us this, and we're dying laughing we're just dying laughing the coach is ticked off because because our player isn't in the box and we're just dying laughing on, on on the on the on the bench and what i remember from that night is like we went we went back and we had some like we had we ordered we are we stayed up and ordered pizza like i don't know 12 12 12 30 so uh that so that that was one of many many stories that um <clears throat> that i had that i had with that team that year so it sounds like a quality uh, tournament. Um, the double minor. Can you not? Uh, can you the coaches appeal that? No, ask, no, uh, no, no, no. It's it's not like the NHL where you, where it's like coaches challenges. Once once a penalty's in, the penalty's pretty much in, unless the refs talk 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 it talk over it, and if there's general consensus, then they might reverse the decision. But it was clearly a double minor. Like it was. Like it was like what I remember is like it was like his his hands were up and the contact was made from ju- from just from ju- from like from like just below just below the head, but his shoulder went to his head into his head as well. So it was clear. So it was clearly a double minor, no disputing it. But what happened after was just was was uh, tur- turned out to be confusing. But but as he told us the story, it was freaking hilarious at the same time. Uh, uh, man, you, you gotta love good uh, retro uh, uh, stories like that. And from the likes of it, I've, I think I've met a couple of the guys on your team in uh, the great city of Port Credit. I yeah, well, I mean, well, I mean, well, most of those guys I've known since like grade school, man. I tell you, like, um, uh, it's it's yeah, it's yeah, um, those those guys that that uh, that you ran into, um, I've. Again, I've known them for 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 a while. Like awesome guy, awesome, awesome, awesome people. You know what? They know how they know how to good. To, they know how to have a good time. But you know, but they are. But you know, they're sensible in a way that you know um, they're conscious about the conscious about their future, and uh, they they know somewhat what they're what they're do what they're doing and how they want to get to their fu- their future their future aspirations. But I've I've been teammates multiple times in with them in like. Look in hockey, lacrosse, which segues into my next story. So this is grade ten lacrosse, my first year of lacrosse, right? And we go to this away tournament in Peterborough. Uh, and typical Toronto traffic, it takes us about two and a quarter hours to get there. 
uh, we pull, we, after dinner, we pull up to the hotel and we go swimming in the pool. Uh, little did I, and then there was three, uh, players that came in like 15 minutes after I didn't know anything about, I didn't, I didn't think much about it. I should have. So I get to, so I get to my room. Um, one of my, one of, one of, one of my te- one of my teammates, he gets to his room, which is across from mine. I look in and it's carnage, absolute carnage. I look in and in there, and you know, basic hotel room, uh, two beds with two mattresses and stuff like that. Each bed had an additional mattress stacked on top of the other, stripped of everything. We look over into the other room. There's just two bed frames. There's just two bed frames. Then we look on the table, see that there's a, there's a shape of the letter L shaped, shaped in ground, ground, ground coffee. Only then do we realize, why is it hot in here? Well, someone turned up the thermostat to 99 degrees. And we're just, and, and, and we're just like, ah, Fuck, what, what 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 can we do? So we just laughed. So we just laughed at, at that at that at that point. And like the other room was totally different. Still had the L shaped in coffee, but their room was like the coldest. It was like forty something degrees in there. And the, and and these temperatures are in Fahrenheit, not Celsius. So <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, just looking at it now, it's uh, maybe maybe a little maybe maybe a little image maybe a little. Um, immature but uh just uh just normal 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 just normal pranks and and stuff and and stuff like that you know after everyone had a good had a good had a had a had a good had a good laugh and uh shook hands and uh we were we were ready to we were ready to lace up and get and uh, head onto the field the next day i love it man i love it i love it um (laughs) In that tournament, right? You talk about, um, you know, the coffee and the and the degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, did you guys ever get to go? No, no, buddy, buddy, come on! Like this is, like, no, we we're not like we're this like we're not like um, we're not like U.S. college schools with like a create with like a crazy budget. Like we like like you know we like you know we like we had tournaments, but uh, like. But you know, we like when when a when a when an away tournament happened, it was like a privilege. It was like, yo, we don't do this often. Like we went to well Peterborough in grade ten and Huntsville in grade twelve. Um, but like you know, we all like we always got excited for simple things like our like like our like our like our home like our like you know our our home tournament. So you know, going into going to the states like that's more expensive than pe- than people think for. Um, for 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 like a small high school of twelve uh, of twelve of twelve hundred sending you know one team of give or take twenty five of twenty five twenty five thirty people right but you know, but you know regard regard regardless great 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 time great times um, great memory great mem great memories there wouldn't change a thing love it um did you ever get did you ever play against any Oakville schools because uh Mister Sutterbos had a very uh short-lived uh, lacrosse career um well we played against uh we played against a couple uh toronto schools in our uh in our home tournament like mostly mississauga and like brampton schools because we were a part of uh ropsa ropsa is the region appeal secondary school athletic association um toronto teams we played again in our home tournament if i remember correctly it was uh tobacco uh collegiate institute eci i think that's the name uh, 
uh, Crestview or Sandalview, Sandalwood. I, I I can't remember the name. And I think Rich- it's Sandalwood. I think it's Sandalwood. Might be might be Sandalwood. And then and then Richview, which is another school in Toronto. Um, and what was funny was uh, my teammate, my uh, one of my teammates, who's now in the United States playing Division Two lacrosse for uh, the University of uh, of Savannah in Georgia. Uh, he his uh, his mother was the head co- was the head coach there because he was a teacher at Richview. So our home tournament in grade twelve, he comes up to this because like he was a ninety nine, he was taking like a gap year just to I don't know like like uh, improve his improve his stock for NCAA schools. Uh, but he, he comes up to us and our coach delivers the pregame. And then right after he's, he, he pulls us close. And he's like, guys, it's pretty simple. This is the last time I play my mom. We are not losing. We are not losing to my own fricking mother. Full stop. You'd better be ready. And walked off. Long story short, we beat we beat it we beat him by three goals to win the home tournament. I think we beat we beat it we beat him by three might, might have been two, but whatever. We beat him to win the home tournaments. Uh, happy days. Love it, love it. Um, you know, I was actually supposed to play lacrosse my grade twelve year of high school my last year. <laughs> I was actually uh, I was, we are the team was walk on I believe. I don't think they have any tryouts, but. Because of the a lot of the guys wanted to play, and they were like, "Yo, like we actually need players. Like, do you, do you want to go on?" I was like, "You know what? Fuck it, I'll play." Don't I not get a concussion two weeks before? <laughs> like dancing before tryouts. Fuck me! Imagine me playing lacrosse. Uh, to be honest, I don't even know half the rules of them, and I don't know any of the positions. I was just gonna go out there and try to put the back and put the ball in the back of the net and good night, Jim Kite. You know. But, uh, scoring, score, uh, scoring's harder than scoring's harder than you think. Like shooting the ball is, uh, is a is a is a different animal altogether than than like than like a hot than like a hockey shot. You know, it's it's very it's very particular. Like if your stick, like if the angle of your stick's like a couple degrees off, then you're gonna be shooting it like at least ten like uh, ten feet ten feet wide and making a and making a fool making a fool of yourself while having a deal with sticks to the forearms sticks to the ribs uh, maybe a couple a couple errant sticks to the uh, sticks sticks to the head um, it's a tough sport to play it's uh, it requires a, a little a little th- a little thick skin that you know I. I, I I thought I gained I thought I gained over time. I mean, like I wasn't a goal scorer. I was usually like a defensive midi and and the fa- and the face off guy. Like I like face offs are awesome. Face offs in lacrosse, it's basically the ball gets put down. Once the referee blows the whistle, it's you versus the other face off man battling, trying to scoop the ball, trying to scoop the ball up and care and and care and carrying carrying it away. It's one of the most intense parts. Part uh, it's one it's the most intense part of lacrosse. Probably one of the most intense parts uh, you'll see in any in any sports because it's just mano y mano. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, no, but I I know honestly I I was actually gonna go play and then I realized I didn't have any equipment and I had a concussion and you know unfortunately I didn't get to you know uh, play uh, lacrosse and I I, I kind of wish I didn't get the concussion. Um, you know obviously as a given, but I, I, I wanted to test myself and see, I put myself against different challenges, you know, stuff like that, you know, especially now that I said to pick up golf a little bit, you know, just learning it and trying to pick up different skills over time. Just one of those things you go out there and have fun doing for sure, um, buddy. Uh, 
uh, we keep it moving, keep the train rolling, um, you know, sticking with uh, good stories and stuff like that. You know, the NHL training camps are in full swing. Yep. Um, I'm sure you've seen the list of the hotels uh, for the East Coast and uh, the West Coast. Yeah. Uh, what hotel out of the four uh, do you wish you could spend a night at? Royal York. Royal York. I mean, it's it, it, it's it's probably one it's probably one of the most prestigious hotels in Toronto. Uh, it's it's smack dab in the middle of everything. Uh, Union uh, Union State Union Station and the TTC uh, just across, so uh, you can venture out in the, into into Toronto. Uh, the financial di- and the heart of the financial district slash the entertainment district. Uh, AC. Yeah, you were you were just Royal York. Um, give us like an insight of Royal York. I, I gotta say, I gotta say. Yeah, for York. for sure. I mean, uh, with the Royal with the Royal York smack dab in the middle of everything. Honestly, um, close access uh, to uh, to the TTC, so you can get around Toronto. Um, uh, close to the close to the Air Canada Center, close to the Rogers Center. Smack dab in the middle of financial districts, uh, close to uh, you know, a um, lot of great, lot of great, lot of great places, um, and 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 you know the rooms are pretty spiffy as spiffy as well. So you know, I I I I I I I choose that for sure. Um, what player in uh, uh, you know, sticking with the whole hotel? What player in be the first guy to break? Quarantine who'd leave the hotel. hotel? Um, not just at Royal York, but at you know Hotel X. You know what? I think um, I, th- I, I think the, like which... uh, Kessel and Line are are a couple wild cards that uh, that might that might that might leave it. You never you never know. You never know. Um, Warensky see Warensky with that mullet seems a little suspect, so I might put him in that list. All right, mine are. I think you might want to try to go out for, you know, uh, some food or a late night coffee run. Uh, Phil Kessel to get himself a famous Toronto hot dog. Uh, not- <laughs> uh, I got Sebastian Ajo. Interesting. Um, I don't know. I just think, uh, young guy like Ajo, you know, he's a little bit jittery, you know. Maybe he wants to go up for a late night jog around the CN Tower and, you know, gets caught. Um, uh, of course, uh, uh, sorry, repeat that question. Uh, who's your dark Dark horse. I mean, like, I don't know, because, like, again, like, everyone seems to be on a level playing field. Ah, man. Like, that, that's, that's an interesting question. Um, I mean, you know, you, you could, I, like, I'd, so I'd put the Rangers in there um, just because Henrik Lundqvist is probably going to come out desperate because he wants that, he wants that, wants that cup. And you know the the form that Panarin and Zabinajad have been on uh, is something uh, is you know something else to see as well. Um, Western Conference again, it's like it's like an it's an it's an even play, it's an even playing field. And you know I like 
I think pe I think people um, might uh, might. There you go. Hopefully, third time's the charm. Now, Mister Ord, uh, stay on track. Your dark horse pick in the NHL playoffs. Who do you like? Dark horse, honestly. Let's go with. Um... You know, people people might uh, underrate the Oilers a little bit, uh, just because they're saying, okay, Chicago's experience might play a factor. But anytime you have McDavid and Dry and uh, Drysaddle on your on your team, that lines that lines a wagon. So I'm interested to see how far they could go. And like I said in the in the East, the Rangers might be the Rangers might be even a threat. Uh, the Pan- Panthers could Panthers could be on. Uh, on 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 someone's radar on someone's radar they haven't been talked about uh as nearly enough as uh, as as some as some teams so you know i'm interested to see what um what bart what uh, sasha barkov and and jonathan huberdo can do in the playoffs but again uh it relies on the health of uh it relies on the, a the health and b the performance of uh sergey sergey bobrovsky because if he's not consistent then um then they might go out in uh, in in four games, and you know the Islanders are a plucky team too. So we'll see. No, I, I agree. Um, I I don't know about uh, Florida being a dark horse just because of their talent level. Um, my kind of dark horse is Vegas. You know, I think kind of people you know rip them off a little bit in the sense that you know they had that one magical run, and you know they might not be able to do it again. But I think Vegas is a team you kind of have to look out for. Um, obviously, you know, the run was great and, you know, people are going to say, well, it was a one-off sort of deal. Looking back at it, they really played consistent throughout the whole season. You know, they had their moments of losses, which every young team will go through, especially an expansion team, but their consistency throughout, you know, the season and especially the long stretches heading into the playoffs, like, uh, December and, you know, January, February, those kind of key months right there, I think solidify them as one of the better teams in the NHL. If not I one think, of the best teams in the Western uh, Conference. I mean, I for I, I agree with that, but I disagree with the fact that they're that they're under that they're underrated. Like you look at their goaltending tandem, Marc Andre Fleury and Robin Lehner. Whoa, hold on a minute. They have so basically they can go to one A and one B and, and one B if they were if they really want if they really want to, not to men, not to mention that they have one of the most underrated winger in the in the NHL uh, by the name of Mar, uh, by the name of Mark Stone, and they've got and and they've got uh, they got still uh, a a very a very good a very good de- uh, defensive core, and 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 you know st- and a still intriguing talent and very and. Still, at a young age, it's Shea Theodore. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what what they what they can do. I I I expect them to go to to uh, to the set to the second round, but you know, again, like it's it's useless to make predictions now because it's literally anyone anyone's game. Um, and you know, who knows if you make predictions, you could go six, you could go, uh, you could be perfect, or you, or you could complete completely blow, blow it. So, it. Really is an interesting situation that no one's experienced before, but um, it's literally a case of we'll see what happens. Draft lottery is another story. Uh, you know, speaking of the draft lottery, um, you know the odds were dealt, and the the eight teams that were that are picking, uh, starting at one is a placeholder team from uh, the play-ins. Uh, number two is the LA Kings. Number three is Ottawa. Number four is Detroit. Number five is Ottawa again. 
Six is Anaheim. Seven is New Jersey. And eight is Buffalo. Um, which out of those uh, seven teams needs to have a great draft? Um, I mean, the, this draft class is quite good. Um, I think Ottawa uh, needs to make sure that uh, that their that their that their picks count. Uh, it'll be interest like it'll be interesting to see uh, what's. Um, uh, you know, Lafreniere is going one, but it, it'll be interesting to see who goes number two. I fully expect Quinton Byfield to go number to go number two. There are some people who who cri- who criticize who critic who you know criticize criticize them. Like there there's there have been some prospect websites that uh, that that haven't been that uh, have that that one has left uh, not so glowing reviews on the guy, and it's like I get that he's young. Look at his age. Look at how many points he's 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 going he's going to, he's going to pick up. He's an, he's he's a modern day Eric Lindros. He, uh, Eric Lindros comparable. You give him a, another year in the OHL and he'll be an absolute monster. So if he drops to three to Ottawa, watch out because that because because that right there is a fran- is a franchise player you can uh, you can to- you can totally pick up. Um, and. And you know, at at five, at five, if um the if the if the if the um who's picking who's picking at four who's picking at uh, at four Anaheim? Uh, no, Detroit is picking at. Sorry, four. Detroit. If Detroit doesn't take a defense, if Detroit doesn't take a defenseman, I I think they might they uh they're gonna they're gonna select either Marco Rossi or uh, uh Cole Perfetti or Luke or. Uh, or Lucas Raymond, who's the defense, who's the defenseman. But you know, if either of those three get picked, uh, Ottawa's in good position to select Jamie Drysdale, another very, very intri- intriguing, intriguing product that was based that seemed to be written off at the World Juniors as a seventh defenseman. But but again, considering his considering his young age, he came he came he came in there and contributed to the team when he when he had when he had the when he had uh, when he had his minutes and um, and you know from what I saw is a very smooth puck handling defenseman. Again, some some assets of his game need, some assets of his game need 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 work. He's still a bit a bit of a raw talent at this point. But I but I consider Ottawa very lucky. If they pick up both Byfield and um, and and Drysdale in that draft, because if they if they do so, you don't care what they do in the second, third, and fourth round. That's a that that's that that's a home run, and it's going to make the Atlantic Division even tougher down the road. Uh, I think Ottawa's management can kind of save themselves a little bit if they draft well. You know, mm-hmm. kind of, what you were saying, yeah. with, uh, you know, if Byfield. But I mean, but I mean, you know what? Like, you know, we were hating on them for. For like all all the, all those trades and, and and granted, they've made some bad they made they made some bad moves, but I mean the Carlson the Carlson trade um, has 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 worked out like surprising like surprisingly well. The assets that they've got have uh, have been, have got have um, have got have gotten to have gotten to have gotten to the lineup pretty good, and you know they asked the other assets they've got by trade. This is combined the Duchesne and uh, Carlson trades. The two the two ones that are most intriguing: Josh Norris and Shane Bowers. Norris was and I and I saw a couple of Belleville Senators games uh, this this past year. Uh, Nor uh, Josh Josh Norris has been his is is quite the put is a very very interesting uh, young young talent, 
good year in the good year in the AHL with Belleville as a rookie. He might need a, another season or so to develop, but uh, you're you might you're probably going to expect him going up to the NHL quite soon. Same with the same with the likes of uh, of Dr- of Drake Batherson and Alex Formerson. Um, both, uh, both, but Bratherson especially has tasted NHL, NHL action, and I expect Formanton to do the same, to do the same, uh, ne- next year. So that's, a, that's definitely a team to, uh, to keep, to keep an eye, to keep an eye on for sure. But, you know, another team that they cannot screw up with the pick is, is, is Detroit. Like, you know, they, they've got needs literally everywhere, so they cannot, Literally, they cannot go way off the board, way off the board, um, and surprise everyone. They gotta have a pick that, you know, the management and fans are gonna agree with and say, okay, that's a good pick. So I'd be fine if they took uh, one, uh, if they took uh, one of Ross, of Rossi, Perfetti, Raymond, or Dry, or Drysdale, because I think the one, two, three. No matter how you how uh, how you how you spin it is Lafreniere, uh, Byfield, and Tim Stutzler. No, I, I agree with you. Um, could you see a point? Um, you know, I was kind of thinking about this. Um, one kind of prospect we haven't really touched upon is um, uh, Dylan Holloway, uh, plays for Wisconsin, hmm. left winger. Um, yeah, teammates with Cole Caulfield. Uh, do you see a point where? Um, you know, Montreal could probably, in a sense, try to trade up and go get themselves <sighs> Dylan Holloway to pair him with Cole Caulfield? Ah, uh, you know what? In a, like... in a situation where we've seen, you know, teams, like, in other leagues, you know, pair up their younger guys with guys that they played with before in terms of the yeah. academies and stuff like that. Do you think Montreal yeah. could maybe pull out another, you know, P.K. Subban S trade and maybe trade up for it? for a top 10 pick and try to you know i mean like for where like where they are from you know with any team like you haven't seen much trading up in the past so i expect them so i expect them to, st- to stand pat holloway holloway is an, an, intri- an intriguing an intriguing an intriguing piece we know that we we know we know that we know that we know that for sure, and obviously the years of of college ho- of college hockey, uh, development wise, uh, will help them transition into the NHL quite quite smoother. Case in point, the Montreal Canadiens uh, one one other pro- one other prospects uh, Jake Jake Evans uh, spent five spent uh, four years at uh, correct me if I'm wrong I think it was the University of Notre Dame of uh, of Notre Dame I think I but. Yeah, but uh, but you know, first see for I think this was his first or second season of pro, and you know, even though Laval was a struggling squad, led the team in scoring and uh, earned and earned a call and earned a call up to, call up to the bigs. Will they go that route? I don't. I I don't. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not too. I'm not too sure. One would hope that Bergevin uh, would know the needs better of the Montreal Canadiens than than the than the average fan. But I expect them to. I expect them to to uh, to, to stand to stand pat. And um, if 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 they're gonna make if they're gonna make a trade, they'll, they'll like they'll likely trade down. That seems to be uh, that seems to be the trend with draft picks, unless. They're unless they're a hundred percent set on the play on the, on a player, and believe that the assets of a trade to go up 
um, out uh, our, uh, our our fair and 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 worth the risk. And trading down isn't isn't bad isn't bad either. Like you've seen the Leafs do it a couple a couple a couple times and uh, and get and get and get some. Uh, uh, pretty, pretty good, pretty good pieces twice now. Uh, and, and as it's, and, you know, for the, for the moment, it seems to be working with, uh, Rasmus Sandin and, uh, and, uh, Nicholas Robertson, uh, deve- uh, d- developing as, uh, some good young pieces for, uh, for the team going forward. Uh, no, I agree with you. Um, another team, in my opinion, that needs to draft well is the Buffalo Sabres. Um, you know, we talk about the likes of, you know, Rasmus Dahlin, you know, Ristolainen, uh, you know, Jack Eichel, just to name a few of the key young players. Ristolainen is one of the most overrated defensemen in the NHL. I'm sorry. I, I Listen, I give him two or three years and that kid's rolling. Um, you know, you have a stud. What's his, plus, what's, his, what's his plus minus? Because at, at this rate, he's winning the Masters, buddy. I'm off the top of my head. I don't know what his plus minus is, but two or three years. Little little banter, little banter. If but you know, I mean, with, 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 bu- with Buff with Buffalo, I mean, you know, it's like there there's been some hit or misses other than Eichel. You know, they hyped up Middlestat as this like game breaking game breaking player, and you know, you know. <laughs> Maybe it was something else, but maybe they rushed him. But it's clear that they didn't develop him well enough, and and he's been struggling. Same without same with Alex. Same with Alex Nylander, right? Um, and you know that could be for that. You know, uh, those players not developing could be a variety of factors. But it's it's a bad look on the organization, and the GM. I uh, the guy's name. What's his name? Kevin Adams. I don't know much about this guy other than. He's um, then he played in the NHL for for a for a couple years. Apparently, his uh, hockey experience in executive roles isn't too um, isn't isn't um, isn't really isn't isn't re- isn't really the best. He doesn't have that he doesn't have that much experience, according to what I'm according to what I'm hearing. You don't so you have to read or you don't even have to listen to anything. Just look at just look at Buffalo's roster. Yeah, you, you I mean, haven't, you haven't added anything to support Jack. Yeah, Hall, yeah, which is and, frustrating know, for like, who's twenty like, five. He, he's coming in and he's stuck between a rock and a hard place. You know, here's this guy who, you know, may not know what he's get what he's getting into, and you know, he needs to have a very a, a very good draft. You know, with not well, I mean, not just the first round, but some shrewd picks that could go in like the in the third or fourth, right? So you know, it, it's it 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 will be inter- it will be interesting, but you know, talk about being uh, thrown into a pressure situation, and you gotta deal with the bad contracts too, like Jeff Skinner at uh, at his nine million dollar deal. Oof. No, I agree with you completely. Um... I just think Buffalo needs to give Jack Eichel something to work with. Yeah, I, yeah. I think I, if I'm I, Jack Eichel, I give, I give, I give him, I give Jack Eichel another year and a half, a year, and if they don't do anything, uh, in in next season, the season after that, halfway through, they might pull the plug. Well, you can't put any of this on Jack Eichel. No, no, God, Jack no. Eichel like, has done everything possible to yeah. try to carry the Sabers to a playoff spot. Yeah, and watching him play against Toronto in uh, the away game back in February, um, the kid's an amazing talent. This kid, I know. this kid I know. puts uh, makes yeah. defense look silly. And when yeah. you look at that roster, and it's a bunch of mediocre 
uh, subpar players and you have Jack Eichel carrying the load, it gives you shades of Allen Iverson 2001 carrying the 76ers yeah. in the finals. So I think it's well, well, not it's not really the it's not really the same. I mean, you know, hockey and basketball are two different sports. Like that's a sport where you know, you might you're gonna you you have like two or three different two or three guys that are like like one guy's the star and two are like are, are pretty good. You like that's where you could where you could uh, make make a make a cha- make a championship run, potent but potentially. But you know, with the case of the Buffalo Sabers, it's like, what progress has been has been has been made really? Like it's like they're they they hype them they hype themselves up. It's like, oh, we're gonna be a good year. They start hot off the gates. It's like, okay, what's what what's it gonna be? Is this Buffalo's year? And then they just stay just crash and burn like an eighteen wheeler going off a cliff. Um, it's you know it's it's unfortunate to see. Um, and you know, I I feel for, I feel for Sabres fans. Like you know, you des- you you guys deserve way better than this. And you know, uh, you, you're you're almost begging for the team to do something because you know because you know that Eichel's unhappy. And if nothing's done, then you know, it's like the the whole the whole Eichel era. If he gets tra- if he gets traded, uh, is going to be a giant failure. No, I agree. Um, do you think that Jack Eichel might have a hand in the way the Sabres draft? Kind of call him up as... Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Like, Because in, real, in all honesty, like, it wouldn't be a bad idea if you ask Eichel, hey, what do you I mean, you know, like... You He's your I don't, captain, I, right? I, don't, so... I don't doubt he'll have opinions, but, um, but like... I, like I'm, I'm not sure if 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 he'll if he'll have a, if he'll have a hand, but he's been he's been he's been somewhat vocal this 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 year. So I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he if he if he intervenes, especially since he's the captain. See, that's that's where I think that the Sabers should look to. Uh, Go at Jack Eichel and be like, "Hey, man, you know what? We we hear you. We should probably take a look at what you think. You know, you're picking eight. You know, you're probably not going to get Byfield. You're not going to get Marco Rossi. You're not going to get Perfetti unless he slides deep. You, know, you can look at guys like Jack Quinn. You know, Dawson Mercer, uh, Hendricks Lapierre. You know, Dylan Holloway. These guys that are kind of deep into the the later into the later of the first round that can help the Sabers." Not only short term but long term. Right? Yeah, if, yeah, for yeah, for sure. Decent players, you know. Eichel maybe thinks about staying a bit longer, but if you go with draft horribly, you know, Eichel could ask for a trade out of his contract within the draft. Like at the end of the day, man, the draft. Unless you draft, unless you develop those guys, those those guys well. Next topic. All right, uh, the Leafs. We have to stick with the with the draft. Uh, yeah. What do you think Toronto needs to do uh, in order to you know kind of build up the roster a little bit more? You know, we're looking at you know veteran. You know, I mean, like I Kerfoot, mean, uh, Muzzin's getting a bit old. Spezza, uh, you know, we the Leafs have drafted all right for the past couple of years given their situation. Uh, they've drafted. They've drafted quite well considering they have. They've they, they've they're uh, they're out. They're average. They're average. Uh, 
pick posi- pick position is uh, is literally at the back back end of the first round to mid to mid second round. I mean, you know, like it, it's 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 a matter of those the scouts looking for looking 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 for looking for hidden gems. Um, I think that there may be that you know they're gonna de- they're gonna try and draft a collection of forwards and d- defensemen. Probably they're pr- you're probably gonna see a defenseman go in. In, in in the in the in the second in the second in uh, in in the second round, but but you know like a, again like though like those players are gonna are probably gonna help you the uh, like maybe two year two years two years down two years down the line right unless there's another Nick Robertson that uh, that plump that plummets to the sec to the second round which I'm not sure is I'm not sure is gonna happen so as so. I'm. I'd be fine if the you know they just shore up their farm system with, with uh, some some defense and a, and a couple forwards that are that they're confident in, and and that and that they can and that they can develop because you know they've got all the money to develop to develop players so, um so you know, provide that they use use it wisely and trust those players then um then. You know, it, it'll 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 be it'll be it'll be fine. But you know, the the issue again is uh, is not is you know not having not have not having the first not having the first round pick. But uh, but but uh, but again but again like um, uh, they they probably like Lou shouldn't shouldn't have probably paid Marlowe six point two five two five uh, two five million, uh, or else they would have had um, a, fir- a first round pick by now. All right, fair enough. So. You know, sticking with that idea, can the Leafs uh, trade up? You know, maybe try to get rid of some salary cap and trade up some players to get picked. What can't what can't get rid what can't get rid of though? What makes sense to get Nylander? rid of? Like, there's no, no. I like I like relative to other relative to other con relative to other contracts. Um, you know, need like Nylander, like Nylander's contract. Is 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 in is in is quite in interesting, and you know I th- and you know as um, as people start demand demanding more demanding more and more, um, I like I think his I think his value is only going uh is only is only go is only going to 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 go to go up. I think it's because Toronto fans have you know. Have have this have this have this have this stereo have this stereotype of have this stereotype of him that just because he wait just because he wait, waited too long and and had a bad se- had a bad third of a season after his after after his con- after his contract uh, we we've come we've come to the assumption that he's a bad player and we should trade him just for the sake of tra- trade him just for the sake of of tra- of trading of uh, of trading him um and you know you look you you look at you look at his you look at his uh you look at his year and and it and uh, and and it's clear that he has had quite the bounce ba- quite the bounce back quite the bounce back year and 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 honestly um and 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 honestly, as 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 silence as silence as silence some as silence some doubters. So I mean, you could argue, you know, as as uh, you know, and you you could argue that some other contracts 
might be tradable and might be tradable in the future for in the in the future for example if Marner's asking for like 12 or 13 million when his contract when his contract when his contract comes up you might you unfortunately might have to explore 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 trade explore trading that because i think the Leafs paid him uh a bit a bit a bit too much but you know it's not like you have uh, like caught like horrible contracts that you cannot you, you cannot offload like this like the zeitz like the zeitz like the zeitz have deals and you know it's it's a consequence of having good play good players like uh good like star put star for star players in your team um so you know i i i don't think it's it's a it's not it's a you know it's a it's you know let's trade some it's let's trade some contracts it's just it's just you know how can we work the best with with what we have, and you know you've already seen it in the scrimmages that they've done. They've basically loaded up uh, one side, one 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 team, and they've put an, and they put Anderson on uh, on the on the other on the, on the other team in the scrimmages. So he's facing Matthews, Tavares, Marner, Marner, Nylander, uh, and Marner, Nylander. Everything, everything, every, everything uh, in those in those scrimmages, and you know it's a it's a good way, and um, you know it's a good way to prepare them, prepare him for uh, for for what for uh, for what's for what's coming. So, no, I I, I agree with you. I just think it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out for them, and in terms of what they do down the stretch, you know, with you know, when you have a top line, you know, with Marner. Um, with top, not top line, but top players in Marner, Tavares and Matthews, and, and how long you wait before you start shifting some stuff out, you know, like you said. You know, keep, in, keep, in, keep in mind they're, like, barely 22, 23. Like, I mean, we, like, we, only, start, we only start talking about, like, how Nathan McKinnon was elite uh, in front, like, since, like, a couple since like since like a couple years ago, so like like again like like the like these things like these things will it it'll it'll take it'll take it'll take it'll take time and you know it, it's not a it's not going to be a perfect it's not going to be a perfect road but I mean like like we'll 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 see again like with the, with their with the series for the Blue Jackets I don't know what 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 to what to expect but you know considering that. That even that even their, that even their own fans are you know writing are writing are writing them off just because they don't like uh, just because they don't like certain players um, they should you know they should use that as motivation to just to just shut them up because you know like as fans like we're both they're like least fans we're both passionate. But polarized at the same at the same at the at the at the at the at the same time, and you know, like I'm going on social media, it's like it's almost like some of these fans want them to fail, just be, just so that they can they can get that just so they can get the satisfaction of you know what of what they of what they of what they want. So, I I hopefully the Leafs will use that as as mo, as motivation because as far as far as as I know, I don't know what to expect from really any series because it's something that the NHL hasn't uh, done before. Fair enough. Um, last questions before we move out of the draft a little bit. Um, who are your two uh, players that are uh, hidden gems in the NHL draft? And who are, who is your prediction to be a draft bust? Can I don't know if you can consider 
players being busts right now. Like you're like you like you're gonna need a sample size in pro hockey. Like when they ha- when they get into pro hockey um, to determine if they're if they're but if they're but if they're busts or not. But I mean, steals. <clears throat> I got, I got, I gotta be, I gotta be honest. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure. Like I'm still, I, like I'm still waiting for one of, uh, one of Byfield, Drysdale, or Holt, or Alexander Holtz to drop off of their, uh, their draft, their draft, their draft, their draft dra- position. Because if they do, any, any of those, any of those guys are, are gonna, are, are gonna be steals. Maybe, maybe like, and may, and even, even though it's gonna be, it could be like maybe a one pick drop. Right, just a one pick, just a one pick, just a one pick drop. Uh, the team, the team that, the team that's gonna, a team that's that's gonna pass up on those players might look back into the future and say, hmm, maybe, maybe we should, maybe we should have got, maybe we should have got those those guys. Um, sim- similar, similar, you know, to the Bruins who that where they had like two or three first round picks, sell of Zach Senshin and and uh, and Jakob Zboro and. Passed on Connor. Kyle Connor and Thomas Chabot. All right. Um, what about you know people talk about Neil Yakupov being one of the greatest draft busts in NHL history? Do you see any of these players uh, in the rankings that could possibly be picked really high and you know fizzle? Out? Who 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 know who knows? Again, you, you're you're gonna need. You're gonna you're gonna need a sample you're gonna need a sample size of pro hockey uh for for to properly evaluate those guys, and you know like like casual fan like fans like us we can't really see in the mind of the players so uh, like these like the executives do with the inter- with the interviews and stuff. So I've you know across the board I've heard that those guys have have had good atti- have had good attitudes, but. Um, yeah, but 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 you know, uh, I think busts um, are going to be determined like a year or two after after this draft. Really, it can't it can't be uh, it can't be uh, like predicted or determined as soon as the draft starts. Uh, any hidden gems you like? <laughs> or any player that you that you don't think is getting enough recognition? Um, I, I'm, I'm still, I'm like, I'm still, I'm still going with, uh, with, with, uh, with, the, with those, with those, with, um, with those, with those three holds perfect, holds perfetti and, and, and dry and dry and, and, uh, and dry and Drysdale. Uh, you have those, you have got, you have those guys who are probably going to need a year, a year in development, but, and maybe, maybe in the AHL too, but, when they but when they get to when they get to pro pro hockey, it seem it it seems that uh, it, it's it seems that they're poised to make a to make an to make an impact uh, right away in a top six, and 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 it's and it's and a top four role. And you know after you get all those top ten to fifteen players, it's literally like it's literally like throwing dart, darts 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 at this point. Either either it's a good pick or it's not. No, I agree. Um, my my um. My player that I or my two players that I think aren't getting a lot of recognition, even though they're top twenty prospects, is uh, Lucas Reichel, left winger, plays in the German league, and Caden uh, Jewell, defenseman, Prince Albert uh, Raiders in the W. I believe it's in the the W. What's Gooley? Uh yeah. I think 
those two guys, wherever they go, are going to make an impact immediately. I think Lucas Reichel's ability to move the puck and also score and be a physical player at both ends of the ice, not only the offensive zone, but the defensive zone, I think he deserves more credit than he should. And I think uh, Caden, as a defenseman, his ability to... His his passing vision is second to none. You look at the way the kid moves the puck side to side, north south, uh, whatever, however you want to shape it. The kid, the kid has probably some of the best passing I've seen from defensemen in a while. And you know, you, a lot of people are gonna say, well, you know, a defenseman should be able to move the puck. That's not necessarily the case. His speed and his ability to to back check and forecheck at almost at the drop of a pin is insane. I think that. Teams that like to play the fast-paced hockey, you know, Tampa likes to play up tempo, or Boston likes to play up tempo. If these, if a kid like him, you know, wasn't such a high uh, touted prospect, and you know, Boston or Tampa had an off year, and they, you know, were able to end up in the lottery, I think they would benefit by drafting a guy like Caden, just on the sheer fact that he he's a good system player. And I don't think he's going to need zero to little time to adjust to the NHL. That's just my opinion. For sure. That's just my opinion. You know, I, I could be oh. wrong. We could look back on this in two years and, and, you know, the kid is out of the league at, you know, 24 and he's playing in, you know, Czechoslovakia, wherever the case may be. But I think that he's probably one of the better defensemen in the draft, if not the best defenseman. And you could even argue that Jake Sanderson uh, – is a little high up there. Interesting takes. Like, Gooley obviously had some good numbers in, in the, uh, in, in this, 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 this year. Unfortunately, the season, the season, the season got cut, the season got cut short. But, um, we'll see, we'll see where that, we'll, we'll see where that, where that, where that guy, where that guy, where that guy ends up. Um, you know, same, same, same with, same with Sanderson too. I mean, the USN, uh, the USN TDP has, um, has, has usually churned out, uh, good, qu- good quality, good quality prospects. So him even being part of that pro, pro, uh, pro program, uh, and being rated where he is, uh, might be intriguing, might be intriguing enough for some, for, for, for some, for some, for some teams. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about your scouts having, uh, hopefully having the right thoughts and the right opinion at, at the right, at the, at the right, at the right time while ensuring that, you know, the player, the, when the player's there, uh, it's a move that'll, that'll, that'll make, that'll make sense. It'll make sense long-term. No, agree. Um, you sort know, of final question for you, sticking with the draft. If you were a highly touted prospect, right? Say you're, say you're projected to go top 10. Would you rather play yep. in the O the W, the Q, or would you rather go play overseas? Now, this is a question that I've, me and Sutter have talked about in different sports in regards to, you know, basketball, hockey, and things like that. Um, I'm just curious to see what your take is. It, okay, sticking with hockey first, if you're a highly touted, guaranteed top 10 prospect, would you rather play in the North American system, you know, whether you could go play in the, the USA's training program or the O, the Q, or the W, or would you like to play overseas? I'd pro I'd probably go I'd probably stick in the North American system. It it it, it is it is a pro, it is a proven track record um, with uh, tons of players going up going up there. Uh, overseas is a unique ca- it's a unique case because you know, 
and you got to ensure it's the right move. It's the right move for you. It's the right move for you. The coach knows that you're, that you're a, uh, a very, a very good player. And, you know, that you have a spot in the team. It's not like a junior, it's not like a junior or, uh, or a USHL club where, you know, where, you know, you can commit and then boom, uh, boom, you have, a, you, you have, you have a really good shot of, uh, of, of, uh, of being, of being a regular in the squad. But, you know, um, my, like this is personal bias, but again, the North Americans across both across both across both leagues for a variety a variety of a variety of different reasons, and you know a lot a lot a lot of be- a lot of benefits a lot of benefits to it as well. I mean, I mean Quebec League Quebec League Quebec League. Uh, if you're an Anglophone player, gives you a chance to. Um, to to experience a a whole different culture of can a whole different culture of Canada, um, two two of them actually the francophone culture and the maritime culture, um, and uh, and 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 you know going going to places that you know you might you might uh, you might just skim over on a on you know a, on a, on 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 a uh, on an unusual drive. Same with the WHL too. That teaches that that'll teach you endur- endurance, like twenty plus hour bus rides to games, um, different time, different time, different time, different time zones. But uh, most of those, most of those towns, like Prince, like Prince out, Al- like Prince Albert, Portland, um, Prince jo- Prince George, Red Deer, um, Red Deer, Col- Red Deer, Kelowna, Regina, blue collar, blue collar attitudes. But they love, but they love their, but they love their, but they love their hockey there, and obviously the Ontario Ontario, Ontario Hockey League. I mean, you know that they're they're a league that gets a lot of publicity because, uh, because of you know the prestige of the league, the fact that uh, mostly all of, if not all, the buildings are world are world class, and most of the teams get uh, lots of support from. You know, across from across from across the region. You know, so there's a there's lots of benefits to being a part of the of those leagues, but the North American system uh, probably makes breaks more sense. Even the NC even the NCAA even the NCAA too. Like, there's nothing wrong with with going with going with uh, with going to college, playing 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 um, playing college hockey and uh, and tra- and uh, and. And uh, go and going under uh, good training systems that uh, you can that you can definitely use to adapt to the program pretty quick quicker uh, than say most junior players. No, I love your logic. Um, I'm going to go on the flip side here. I think I'd rather play overseas, um, just for the simple fact that you get to experience different aspects of the game at a younger level. Right. Yeah. And for example, yeah. we look at some of the kids that are playing in Sweden right now. They're playing against grown men, and you might say, "Well, some of these grown men never made it to the NHL, or you know, are unknown." It doesn't matter. They're still playing professional hockey. Yeah. Right. So if they're whether you're playing yeah, pro hockey sure. in Czechoslovakia, or the NHL, or wherever, you're still a pro. That doesn't take away from the fact that you're yeah. a skilled player, right? And when you're playing against grown men on a daily basis and you're playing fast tempo, it gives you the quicker uh, mental strength to transition over to the NHL, right? Because a lot of... A lot of yeah, I mean, like, I, I'm, not, I'm not disputing that 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 experience that experience like you're going like you're going you're going into a foreign you're going into a completely foreign foreign country where you don't where you don't know where you don't know anybody 
it's a great experience, you know, to test your limits and to see the passion of the, you know, of the Euro- of the European hockey scene. But, 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 but again, it, it's not, it's not for everyone. You have to be, you know, a, 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 a really good, a really good prospect to make, to, 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 uh, to, to, for it to make sense there. Cause like they're like, they're paying, like they're playing those players a, a salary. So they, so they want the top, so they want the top guys. So you might want, want to go down there if you're, if you're like a, uh, like, like a fourth or fifth or fifth or fifth round or fifth round or fifth round talent, because you'd probably go into uh, the division, like the, uh, the, uh, the lower, the lower divisions or like the division two clubs or something or, some, or something or something like that. But if you're skilled enough and you think that it's that, you know, it's an opportunity to take, then, you know, I'd probably take it a hundred percent over, 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 over juniors. If I, if, um, if if you know the opportunity was presented to me and it look, and it looks and it looks no, feasible. that's another thing. I think that if I'm a pl- young player and I have the talent, I wouldn't mind going playing overseas, sacrificing you know a little bit and getting a paycheck as well. Yeah. Right, nothing wrong with coming into yeah, the league with sure. some money. Right, you know you're not gonna you're not gonna be a for millionaire sure, yeah. at, at 19 walking into the league. You're gonna you're gonna be. In the seventy-five thousand to one hundred thousand dollar range, if you save up and you know you have a, a good investment system, whatever it may be, but just building your economic uh, stability at a young age, and you know, God forbid, you're able to play the league for you know 10, 15 years, right? And then you make go and make millions, or even yeah. if you don't, maybe you're out the league at twenty-five. You spend seven years, you still yeah. have money left yeah. over that you can go and. Um, Invest and keep into, into your bank account, just so you can keep your uh, life or your yourself stable. I think a lot of guys overlook at the fact that you know, um, the majority of professional athletic careers only last three to five years. So yeah, if you're yep. able at, at you know seventeen, eighteen to have some pocket change, you know, heading into the league, give you gives you gives you more gives you more financial security yeah, and then than you realize. Say, you know, you're done with hockey. You could go and pay off school, right? You could go and get a degree, and that could, you know, um, lead into you getting a job, and you know, you're not having to work a nine to five every day the rest of your. Or or use or use those connections to uh, pursue co- to pursue like exactly. coaching gigs over there. That's I mean, uh, I mean, I mean, uh, like there was there was a guy that's uh, was named that's uh, guys by the name of Rob Shrek. Yeah, love the that, day uh, That's uh, that. Yeah, so he so he was on a pod. He was on like he was on this podcast, and he was saying like he was coaching like in in Lat in Latvia because like he like he uh, he played I think for uh, Dynamo Riga. Uh, Riga is the uh, is I think the KHL team in Latvia. Riga Latvia. Um, so he he's he's actually co- he's actually coaching over there because he liked the area so much. So you know if. You know, overseas opportunities can be can be interesting, and if and and if it works well, you can uh, you can develop a good career and and live. No, a good I life. completely agree. Um, Will Yord, it's been an absolute blast having you on the show. Um, any final words? Sure. You know, as we head off. You know what? Uh, it's it's been it's been a it's been a great episode. Uh, I've been again. I've been on the show multiple times, so um, this so this guy's voice might be a tad annoying to hear, but uh, it's been a great episode. Most definitely, bully. Um, you know what? It's like 
Um, just, just, uh, just coming on here, shoot, uh, shoot, shoot, shooting the, shooting the breeze amongst, um, you know, all the turmoil we've been, uh, subject, subject, subject to over the past, uh, five, five or five, five or five or five or five or six months. It does add, uh, uh, some stability to, uh, uh, to my life, get, get some social social interaction, uh, tell, tell some good stories and hopefully, uh, brighten up people, people's days as well. And, um, you know, personal plug, um, see, uh, season two for my podcast, the CSPMA council podcast, we're, uh, we're plant, we're planning, we're planning, uh, some, some, some episodes and, um, hopefully we're get we can get, uh, season two started, um, in, in, in the, in the future, we've got a guest list, um, prepared and um and hopefully we can get uh, some episodes going so uh stay tuned to our instagram feed at spima council podcast if you uh, if you want to tune in um to a podcast that offers great industry insights uh into into the world of sports and 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 great advice whether you're a student or 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 an av- or an, or an avid lo- or an avid lover of sports you can find us on app on apple podcasts spotify google podcasts wherever wh- wherever you listen where, wherever you listen to uh, your podcasts and uh, and get and get and get your fix so uh no, stay tuned big things coming I'll drop all the links down below um, I'll drop your instagram too you know I've, I've, you've given out great insight you know as, as we start prepping up if anybody has any questions for willie in regards to you know Brock sport management you know any advice on things like that? I'm, he's a great, really yeah, a great for guy sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Like it's it's been a great program that I've reaped uh, a ton of a ton of benefits from. Still a lot, still a lot of work to do. I don't. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. You know. Uh, I'm not glorifying anything. Anything too much. But it's been you know a great a great experience in the two years that that I that I've that I've been that I've been here. So you know, I'm here to answer. I'm here to. Uh, answer any questions you may have if you know you've stumbled on this podcast and are going into first year second 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 year second year whatever i may not have you know all the all the knowledge at my at, at my disposal but i can hopefully at least um help with uh with some with some people's with some people's questions about um you know life as a life as a sport management student and uh what that entails so, all right ladies yeah. and gentlemen Thank you guys for listening. Will Lord, thank you again. Have a great day. No problem, buddy. All right, take it easy, boys. Cheers.